Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Um, let's just pray. So, Father, we, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this time of uh, worship just earlier, Lord, that you're here in this house, Lord. And we just want to grow deeper in relationship with you and knowing who you are and knowing what you did for us on the cross, Lord. I thank you for the body and for the blood. I thank you, Jesus, that your blood, Lord, there's so much power in your blood. And I pray that you would remind us of that tonight, Lord, as we talk about that. Um, Give us ears to hear. And I thank you that you're just... You're just leading, Lord, and, and showing showing me where to go, Lord, and just following you, Father. And so we just thank you for this time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So tonight, I just, I'm not going to share too, too much, um, but I just wanted to, I know the Lord's been inviting me in, um, I think it was back in, De- well, maybe December, maybe about December, he started highlighting a lot to me of him being the bread of life um, and how he's good food and he's good drink. And you, you, we, we, we hear it often. Um, I know the Lord just been highlighting that to me, like I'm good food, I'm good drink, um, and wanting to know more of that, knowing the table that the Lord has set for us um, and also um, how much power it there is in his blood and his body and the communion of coming back to that, of like remembering that. Um, there's so much life in that. Um, and it made me, um, I felt like the Lord was leading me on a journey and he's still leading me on a journey of understanding it more and more and applying it to my life every day, um, not just at church here in our, our building, but when I'm at home, um, when when things begin to surround me, um, the Lord is asking and showing me like, hey, like, I want to invite you here to come and dine with me. Um, and, and, and I believe he's calling us to do that too, as a church, as a body, um, to remember his sacrifice, to not just know it, but to confess it too. Um, because we can know what he did for us, but at the same time, um, we can we can actually just we can know it and it becomes head knowledge and it doesn't we don't ever actually apply it. And this is something that's so important because it's when we think about appropriating the blood of Jesus, um, it's something that there's there's so much power in, amen. There's so much power in in us taking possession of that, that the blood um, that was shed on the cross through by Jesus, um, we can take ownership of that in our lives every day. Um, when things surround you, when turmoil hits, um, there is nothing better than knowing, I know who I can run to. I know who I can go to. I know that I can say, 
I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus. And we're not begging. <laughs> plead is not begging. It's actually being reminded of, Lord, I remember what you did on the cross. You're, 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 the blood speaks a better word. Amen. <laughs> That's what the, there's scripture that, that says that. And we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but I was thinking about that of appropriating the blood of Jesus and studying. And there's a lot of great, um, I, I encourage you to, to study this. Um, there's great material, even, um, one of, there's an author, his name's Derek Prince, and he talks about, um, the blood of Jesus and appropriating it and, and just how there's so much power in, in life. Um, and so there's, I, I started to think of that, of, well, how do, you know, what God, what does your word say when it comes to that? What does your word say when it comes to, you know, how, how to apply the blood. And of course, you know, I started to think of communion. <laughs> we remember what he did by partaking in that. Um, we remember what, what he did on the cross. We remember the, the broken body, the shed blood, because it brings us back into remembrance his death. It brings us back into remembrance of, Lord, you're going to come back again. And we hope our hope is in, in, in you that you're going to come. Uh, and, and so but in Revelation 12, 11, you know, um, it talks about it says um, I'm going to read it. So Romans, I mean, not Romans, sorry, Revelation. Let me see. Ro Revelation uh, chapter 12, verse 11. And um, this is talking about in the end times overcoming the great conflict um, there's conflict we're at you know there's there's a conflict there's a tension between Satan himself and the people of God um, there's a conflict that that but there's there's something it says in verse in verse 11 it says um, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony and that is how we overcome the things going on around us. When enemies surround us, when things surround us, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's hand in hand. The testimony of what? What he's done for us. And we have to declare that. We have to avidly declare that over our lives, wherever we're at, because if not... Like I said, it could go from we know it, but we'd never apply it. <laughs> and there's no good in knowing something and not applying it. There's no good in, in, in knowing, yeah, anything. If, if you don't apply it, you can learn, you can go to school, you can learn a trait, you can do everything, whatever you, you know, think about that, the skills you can know it, you can read a book, you can read countless things. But if there's no application, you have to question, did I really learn it? <laughs> Am I really applying it? Is it really taking hold in my life? And, 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 and oftentimes, maybe we're not faced in the moment of, well, yeah, I know it, I'll, I'll do it after. But we never end up doing it at all. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is it, it just becomes something abstract and we don't ever think of it as real. Like we don't, and I, and I say that because in the sense of when, when Jesus told them, told the disciples in the Last Supper and he said like, you know, um, do this often. Well, he, 
Paul addresses that in, in first Corinthians, but he tells the disciples that, you know, of, of, of his, um, his blood and his body. And, you know, this is the blood of the new covenant, you know, take this in remembrance of me, re- remembering what, what Jesus did on the cross. But even in, in first Corinthians, um, chapter 11, verse 23, it talks about how, like Paul says, do this often in remembrance of me. And we were talking about this a little bit in EHD, um, last week, but it was, it was something that God put on my heart. It was like, man, to do it often and, and doesn't matter the time or the place, but often because it brings us back into applying, we're applying the blood of Jesus. We're, we're, we're recognizing, I plead the blood of Jesus over this situation right now, whatever your situation may be. And you're, 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 you're coming back into, to remind it, a reminder of like, Lord, there's nothing that I can do to overcome what I need to, need to overcome right now. I can't do anything, but you can. You're proclaiming victory because the victory is, has already been bought by the blood of Jesus. So we're not striving for anything. We're not, we're not trying to work for something. We're just remembering that God has already crushed Satan. <laughs> He's already done it. And I need to remind the enemy too of who it is the God that I serve. He needs to know. And, the, and, and right, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the spiritual principalities of this world. So you may not be able to see it, but doesn't mean that it's not real. <laughs> There's something, something happens when you come into the blood of Jesus and you begin to declare that over your life. When guilt begins to come into your life, when shame, when fear, you begin to say, I am covered. I am washed. I am sanctified. I am justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am made right by Jesus. And through faith, I'm believing that. And through faith, I'm going to walk in that. And that it scares the enemy. <laughs> it scares him because he's like, I, I can't do anything now. <laughs> yeah, you may have done whatever you may have done, X, Y, Z, but guess what? He is the accuser of the brethren. But then I say, yeah, that may be true, but guess what? I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. So that hasn't, that cancels it out. I'm not made holy because of my own holiness. I'm made holy because of his holiness. And, and so there's, there's so much power in that. And so if you can put that little, um, note up, and I was thinking about this. So I, I was writing this a little bit. Sorry, my writing's a little, um, chicken scratch, but, uh, um, I was thinking about this, these scriptures and specifically 11, where it says they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much they were that they were afraid of death. So this is, applies to us. They, who's they? Us. <laughs> you and I. And they defeated him. Him is Satan. In the other verses that you see right um, in, in chapter 12, uh, Satan is referred to the ancient serpent. He's referred to the great dragon. He's referred to the deceiver. He's referred to the accuser. He has been defeated <laughs> by the blood of the lamb 
and the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony, it's confession. We confess. Yes, we, be, and I started thinking about Romans, you know, when you, when, you know, if you believe, uh, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And there's, but there's something about confession because you're, you're confessing, you're holding fast to the confession. And, and it talks about this in Hebrews, um, chapter four, but we're holding fast. We're, we're holding true to, to Jesus being the high priest, Jesus being the mediator, Jesus being the one that has done it. And this is what I'm going to hold on to. I'm going to remember that Jesus, you've, you've already overcome. You've already have, have given me victory. You've already have, have, have paved a way for me. I'm also, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. But now I need to declare that and I need to hold fast to the confession. And if you can kind of just go up a little bit where it says confession, because that's the scripture in Hebrews, um, chapter four and, um, we have to hold fast to the confession. Amen. We have to, Remember, okay, this, this is what we've done, what he's done. Hebrews 4.14 says that. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let's hold firmly to our confession. Let's hold firmly to what he's done. This is how we overcome. We remind ourselves, you have to, we have to remind ourselves because if we don't remind ourselves, we will easily get tripped up in a narrative that is not of God. It's a, it can be a false narrative, a false reality, and God is not in false realities. God is not in the imagination that we make up. <laughs> he is not there. Whatever you may be thinking, if it is not lined up with the word of God, and yes, your situation can feel so enticing and it can feel so good to munch on, but he's not in there. And do not let the enemy deceive you because it says the deceiver, he is a deceiver. He will, Satan will make you think that what you're going through or what's going on is bigger than the God that you serve. But the blood, there's power in the blood. And I have to remind myself, there is power. And I overcome you, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. This I know. And it says that in Psalms 107. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I got to say it. <laughs> I got to proclaim it. I got to open my mouth and say it. I can't just think it. It has to come out of my mouth because... There's something that happens when you speak the word of God, your mind is coming into agreement with what your voice is saying. And when those things come into agreement, your mind has no room for imagination to come up. No room. So this is why confession is so important. This is why you speaking it out, you may not be here. You probably, maybe you're in your bathroom. I don't know. Maybe you're brushing your teeth. Maybe you're wherever you're at. The moment that something hits your life, that is the moment that you can confess what Jesus has done on the cross, the blood. <laughs> and there's so much life because there's life in the blood. There's life in what he's done. And the reason why, and I was, I was reading about this and I was, I was studying it and I was like, this is crazy. Um, and because I, I was reading about an exodus and the, you know, in the, uh, the first Passover 
And, you know, in Exodus chapter 12 and how God gave him specific, God gave the, the Israelites very specific instruction of how they were going to, what they had to do. Um, so I'm going to, it's in um, Exodus ch chapter 12. So I'm going to turn there. Uh, let's see. So for the, with the Passover, um, there was, there was specific instruction there was, there was something specific that had to be done um, that that the Lord was was calling on um, for the Israelites. Uh, and these are really patterns to what was foreshadowing Jesus being the, the lamb, the Passover, the, our, our, our lamb. Um, and, and so let's see. So he says, hold on one second. He, it's Exodus chapter 12 verse uh well first first and it's a little bit earlier so it's kind of a few few of it but it says verse chapter we'll, we'll start with verse one when the israelites were still in the land of egypt the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with one another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be a one-year-old male, either sheep or goat, with no defects. Okay, then it goes on, he's saying, take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of the first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and top of the the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. So he's, he's giving very specific instructions. Okay. Of, of what, what's, what they needed to do. And this is, this might sound funny, but I always think of the Prince of Egypt and that, that little uh, scene. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but it, you know, where they're putting the, the, la the, the blood and, and, you know, um, they're protected. Amen. <laughs> it's just that little video coming in my mind. Um, but it says also in verses 12, um, and it says on the night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of, of, of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt for I am the Lord, but the blood on your doorposts will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of, of Egypt. And then he says, this is a day to remember each year from generation to generation. You must celebrate it. And so there's, there was very specific things that, that he, that God was telling them to do. Um, and even when it comes to them sl um, slaughtering the lamb, they had to get hyssop and hyssop was just weeds um, it was found in the wilderness and they were to gather it up. And then it says, once they got the lamb, they would put it, um, they had to basically, the blood had to go in a basin. So a little container 
And then after they would do that, they had to um, dip the hyssop into the blood. Okay, so this is important to know because once they did that, the hyssop is really like mundane, right? It's just like, okay, hyssop, I'm going to get some weeds and do this. But it was actually very important because the hyssop is what transferred the blood to the post. <laughs> it's what transferred it from being just, yeah, the blood was there, but now they applied it. They had to apply it somewhere. They applied it to the doorposts, and that is what allowed protection to happen. That is what kept their firstborns alive. There was, there was a transfer happening from the blood being in a container to the blood being on a post. <laughs> Application was happening in that moment. And, and then he says, stay inside the house. And it's interesting because it's like, stay inside the house. Well, what's out right if you go out, you're out of the blood. But if you're in, you're in with the blood. <laughs> the blood is covering you. And, and, and so this is, it, it's so interesting because this was a pattern and foreshadow of what was going to happen or what would take place. And ultimately when Jesus was sacrificed, when, when he gave up his life, amen, and, and his blood, right, it, it covered a multitude of sins. And, and so with that, you know, there was the transfer from the blood being in the basin to the blood being on the doorpost. And it makes us think, well, how do we do that in now? And we're not slaying slain, uh, lambs because the lamb was already slain. The lamb has been slain. <laughs> Jesus, he, he was slain. And, and, and so now, as we think of Revelation 12, 11, it's like we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It comes now with, hey, I'm applying the blood and I'm speaking it over my life. I'm appropriating it. I'm actually declaring and saying, this is what the blood has done. And I'm coming into agreement with the word of God. And that is what protects you. The blood speaks a better word. The blood is what protects us. The blood is what sustains us. The blood is what keeps the enemy scared <laughs> because he has been defeated. Jesus is the mediator, and I, I, he's the high priest. We remember what he's done. And, and, and it's like, wow, Lord, you know, it says in, in uh, Isaiah 53, there was, I mean, prophecies of the lamb being slain. Um, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter. Um, and we think, well, what's, you might, maybe you're thinking too, like, well, what's, there's, okay, I know there's, I know the blood of Jesus, yes, but power in the blood of Jesus, what do you mean? <laughs> By power, there's power in the blood, what's, what's special about the blood? And, and in Leviticus, it actually talks about this, and there's a, there's a scripture in Le Leviticus, uh, let me see. Leviticus chapter 16. I'm like, I just had it, and I'm like, where did it go? Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. And it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement. 
by reason of the life which it presents. So kind of with that in mind, you know, it's, it's like there's life. The life of the body is in its blood. So if the life of the body is in its blood, and if Jesus, it says, and I, and I know I'm, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but Leviticus 17, 11 says there's life. The life of the body is in, is in its blood. And if you go into Isaiah where he, Isaiah starts talking about um, the suffering of the servant and he's talking about Jesus. Okay, he says a little bit towards the ending, it says, in Isaiah 53, verse 12, he says, uh, therefore I will divide him a portion with the many and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. So, there's something specific. He poured out his soul to death. So if Jesus poured out his soul to death and Leviticus says that there's life, the life of the body is in its blood. Well, it makes me think, well, Jesus, his blood was the father's blood. Like, like he was God and fu- he was fully God and fully man. So when he died and when his blood was shed, the life of God himself was shed. The blood of, of, of the lamb that was slain, Jesus' blood, it was, it, it was God's blood. It was life. There was life. There was eternal life. That's why he says, I have good food. I have good drink. Eat my bread. Eat my, eat my body. Eat my, my, uh, drink my blood. Why is he saying that? He's saying that because the blood of Jesus, there's life because that's God's life. There's life in the blood. So when you remember the blood and you plead the blood and you come and partake in this this table that he set before you, you're actually being reminded that there's power, there's life, and you begin to come alive again. Because there's eternal life in his blood. And and so it's like it's like oftentimes we can know, like I said, we can know this but we don't do it often. And I just want to encourage you tonight um, to remember that there's not only is there power in the blood, there's the, the, there's so much life because God's life is in that, in, in the blood. And when you remember that you, you, we overcome just like it said in revelations 12, 11 by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And, and, and I was, this really made me like think about how much power there is in there because I was, I was talking to, um, to Brandon and I was, uh, it was, I was like, you know what? Like the blood of the blood of the lamb, man, like when there are things set before us, when the enemy comes and, and like he says in Psalms, we were just singing, right? There's a table that you prepared for me at Psalms 23 um, and saying, you know, when, when those things come that God has already set a table. Um, and I, we were walking, I think this was about two weeks ago. I can't believe it was already two weeks ago, but um, we were walking and I, it was, I mean, it was interesting because I was like, man, I haven't really felt the baby move a lot. And I started getting like, 
a little scared and and I started getting room to fear. And so I say that because this is what the Lord has set before us. There's a table, his blood and his body. And I was like, I feel a little scared. I feel a little fearful. I was like, because I haven't really felt him how I, I've never experienced this before, but I'm like, I don't know, isn't he supposed to be moving a little bit more or something? And I was like, I don't know what's going on, you know, but fear began to grip me. And it was, we, we come back to sit down and we, he was like, no, like that's don't, don't believe that. Like we're going to pray. And even though we prayed, I, I still had this lingering fear and, and the Lord was so quick to remind me that there's so much life in my blood and you need to come to this table again. And you, it, you need to go get your bread and you need to go get some, something to drink right here. And you are going to show fear right now. Who is in charge of your life? You're going to show the enemy and you're going to say, guess what I'm feasting on, devil? Guess what I'm feasting on, fear? Guess who comes to the table right now? It's the Lord God Almighty and he has already set something here and I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony, just like it's saying, amen? And so I thought, yes, Lord, yes. And, and it was funny because I was like, kind of crying a little bit and my cat we have a cat uh, and my cat like looked at me and like came over and she purred and she sat next to me and I was like oh I was like man lord you're so good but <laughs> that was that was another answered prayer but side note um you know it was just this idea of you know what those are the enemies that can surround us the things that you can't see, the dark spiritual principalities that you can't see, um, depression, suicide, fear, anxiety, addiction, whatever it might be, whatever it is, it's real. But guess what? His blood speaks a better word. <laughs> and I have to remember that. And, and so we have to remember that as, as, as a body of Christ that when we partake of that, we're actually, we're, we're, we're making war. When we appropriate the blood of Jesus and we declare that over our lives and when we partake in the blood and the body, when we partake in communion, we're applying the blood. You're applying the blood to your situation. And, and so I just, I was, I did that and I was like, Lord, by faith, I'm taking this. By faith, nothing that I can do, but by faith, I believe that there's power in the blood. And so I ask you, do you believe tonight? Because if you believe, that's all you need. <laughs> you just need faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed, amen? That's all you need. You need faith the size of a mustard seed. And you put that faith to work by declaring with your mouth. <laughs> and you come into this, uh, you apply the word of God. And, and, and there's so much life. And after that, I, I, I felt so even, man, like, that's right. <laughs> you know, I, there's, I, I'm walking in victory, Lord, because I believe who you are. I'm not going to believe what's going on in my mind. I'm not going to believe anything else. I'm going to, I'm by faith. I'm taking this by faith. I'm believing in your protection by faith. And, and, and the Lord switched my entire mentality in that night. And I was like, man, like 
I told him, I was like, man, it really is. You overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. And I have to share this because I declare that. Like, look at him, what he does. And, and, and when we remember, it's like, no, nothing or no one is as strong as who the Lord is. He is the Lord God Almighty. He sits on the throne. He is victorious. And I don't have to tremble. I don't have to fret. You don't have to tremble. You don't have to fret. Whatever you're facing today, there's a table set before you. Amen. Remind yourself tonight, there's a table set before me. And I, he, the Lord wants us to dine in with him. Come and feast on me, he says. I'm good food. I'm good drink. That's what he says. He says that even in, in, in John, uh, he talks about that, that how he's the, he's the bread. He's the bread of life that came down from heaven. Amen. And he says that in John 6, 53 to 57. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, that means it's really important. <laughs> truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. Why? Because there's blood, there's life in the blood. Because when he poured out his blood, it was the life of God that was poured out. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. That's we're abiding in him when we do this. Just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father, the one who eats me, he will also live because of me. So let this be encouragement to you that we overcome through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. <laughs> this is how we overcome. There's a song, this is how we overcome. That's how we overcome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, yeah, but that is how we overcome. Anytime, anywhere, he says it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He says, do this often in remembrance of me. That's what Paul says that, that he, he talks about in there. He says, for I received from the Lord that, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 24, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup. That's verse 25. After supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often, as often. Not just on a Sunday, not just on a Wednesday. And there's... We don't, we're not, it's not about getting legalistic either. Like I would like, do it at five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, like let the Lord lead you in that. And, but there is so much power when things surround us. I would highly encourage you to remember, I need to plead the blood of Jesus. I need to, I need to go and take the blood and the body. And it's not just symbolism. I know we can say this is symbolic, but even when you look at the scriptures, Jesus didn't say that. He said, you're partaking. <laughs> you're partaking in my blood and my body. This is, there, there is something supernatural that happens when you do that. So you're actually tapping into the spiritual dynamics. <laughs> 
the supernatural. You're, you're coming into agreement. So this is beyond natural things. This is, this is real. This is reality that you can tap into. And, and so I just want to encourage us with that tonight. Um, there's so much, there's so much power in the blood of Jesus and, and thank him that we have access. We have access into his presence through the blood of Jesus. We hold fast to this confession. We thank him that we, we receive it. We don't have to take it. We receive it. We receive it by faith and let your faith not waver. Know that what he's done, he's done. I just have to come into agreement with that and believe that. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much it. But I, I wanted us to, to end with taking communion.